You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Hey there, Lost Girl fans, you Docubus fans especially. I'm yeah. sure you enjoyed this episode. This is the AfterBuzz TV Lost Girl After Show, where we talk about all things Lost Girl. This week, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 5, Let the Dark Times Roll. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me, as always, the fantastic, the talented, the beautiful, Yell Teagle. Aw, thanks. Yes. Hi, everyone. And the fantastic, talented, and wonderful Roya Tahiri on uh, the ones and twos. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Nice. Yeah, what well. gentlemen. Well, you know what? When you're treated to a dance-off to the death, it puts one in a good mood. Yeah. And I, for one, good mood today, having seen the ridiculousness that was this episode. Great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm so excited. We finally, it appears, have caught up to the American uh, release schedule. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we're just doing one show a week for those folks looking for two this week. I apologize. But this does work out for everyone involved, I think, a lot better. Because since we're not dividing our attention across two episodes, mm-hmm. we're going to give you one long, action-packed episode of the Lost Girl Podcast right now. I, I think you couldn't have said it better myself. I could not have said it better yourself? Nope. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, of course, we open, you know, on uh, where we left off last week. The big cliffhanger. The Una Men's letting Bo know that she is now, in fact, Dark Fae. Yep. What? And, of course... Our our lovably lost girl, not happy about it. No, she in fact says BS. Yeah, it's complete BS. Why on earth would I be dark? You'd think I would have remembered signing something, which apparently she did. Mm-hmm. She signed a dude's scalp <laughs> because that's how this show works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about this development, Yell, about having her forced onto the dark side? I feel like... I feel like it's the right time to shake things up, and this is definitely a big shakeup. Yeah, I'm still really excited to see where it's going to go and how it's going to play out. And I agree, it is definitely, you know, we're four seasons in. We need to see something different. Mm-hmm. She can't continue to be unaligned. And I think it's really exciting that it's dark. Yeah, because it's something she'd never choose for herself, right. you know. We've always known that eventually she's going to have to side with the with the folks on the light side. Mm-hmm. You know, her grandfather is now the acting Ash, apparently. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get more into that that later. But what, is she only only going to be able to talk to Dyson and to, and to Hale inside the doll? Is that what we're saying? I guess so. Oh, my God. I don't like that at all. I don't like her suddenly being in the clutches of Ebony, who, like, you know, she's feigning. She's saying that she has nothing to do with it, but I feel like her fingerprints are all over this. It does seem like something that she would do. Like, only a couple episodes ago, wasn't she, like, going after Bo, trying to get revenge? I believe so. I'm just really excited to see her back at her desk, especially with that portrait behind her. Mm -hmm. That was very exciting. Yeah, I'm glad she kept it. Mm -hmm. Um, She would, though. Oh, of course. She would be like, wow, that's a great portrait. 
we're yeah. going to keep it directly behind me. Mm-hmm. She's got a new eyeball. She's got a fresh haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a metallic-y kind of looking dress for that party. Yeah, that dress was awesome. You liked it? I, I Not the color, mm-hmm. the style of it. Okay. I, I found it lacking, personally. It's it's very similar to a dress that uh, Kat Dennings wore to some award show that also similar to a dress that, uh, that Christina Hendricks wore. I'm thinking about those types of dresses, and they're affecting me in a much better way than this particular dress. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Right. So... <laughs> Uh, that was our fashion moment. Right. So, you know, Bo, she's pissed off at the Unamens uh, for basically forcing this on her because she, she has no other explanation for it. She doesn't right. know how it happened. This is a shock to her. She uh, is, of course, impudent because what is Bo if not angsty and impudent and refusing to follow anybody's rules or orders? Right. Um, so she tries to suck out all their energy at once. And then it all shoots back up out their mouth, out, out her mouth, because uh, she's some kind of boomerang bee. Yeah. Um, Tilda Swinton is. Uh, yeah, and they say the uh, strike at the Unamens, and you will be your own victim. Yeah. I think that is their cool power: is that if you do whatever you can do, they will just do it back. Right. You know, they awesome. swallow these seeds, and it unites all of their strength into one voice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like on Sleepy Hollow this season. They had these four witches. They were the four that spoke as one. And uh, this feels like kind of the same deal. Mm. Um, however, they were supposed to have a sixth member uh, of the Unamens, but he chickened out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get more into that later. Yeah. I, I, I keep wanting to skip ahead because like, Trick's my favorite character. I, li- I love the Blood King. I want to know more about him. Right. We got to know more about him this week. Um, but Bo, you know, before she finds out that Ebony is, has been reinstated, I love the moment where... She, uh, after fighting the Unamens, she and Kenzie are waiting in this lobby where everyone gets the number 69 yeah. because this is Lost Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course everyone gets the number 69. Yeah, because Lost Girl, I, and this is what I love about it, I think, <laughs> it's written from the perspective of a 12-year-old boy. Is it, though? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to be really cool. It's sci-fi. There's going to be boobies everywhere. I guess so. And that's why I love it. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> when I was 12, I was writing I was writing Redwall fan fiction, which Redwall is a series of novels with small animals in the English countryside, and they have uh, swords and shields. Anyway. Great. Yeah. So I'm just saying that's Every- what I was thinking about when Sunday, I was 12. Everyone is number 69. Everyone's number 69, <laughs> uh, including Bo, who e- exits the ladies' room having had a lovely threesome. Well, she had to regain her energy. Her double Ds. Yeah. She had to recharge her double Ds. Actual joke from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, 12-year-old boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Double Ds. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's going in to find, trying to find Vex, who supposedly has the answers to why she's suddenly dark now. Uh, but it's Ebony, who is like, listen, you have, you only have a month from when you were supposed to be turned, when you signed your contract, when you were turned dark, to uh, pledge fealty or die. Mm-hmm. You have to prove that you're dark or we can kill you. Um, and tonight's the night. It's the last time that she's going to have to try to undo this. And she's invited to a dark kalid, mm-hmm. um, which is not a salad. It's a party. It's a party. 
a big old dark fae party. And we think, oh man, what are we going to see? Is it going to be a fetish club or some kind of absolute craziness? I'm just remembering from the first episode of this season, the the kind of shindig that mm-hmm. Snake George Decay was throwing. Right. And uh, no, it's a very stately cocktail party at this wonderful manner. Um, and everyone's very tasteful. And there were trees for you to plant. Mm-hmm. Trees for you to plant and, uh, you know, sushi on top of Bruce. Yep. Uh, it was a very, very nice affair. Um, I think the reveal of the how the affair was organized was definitely my favorite part of the episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. You know, uh, obviously the Dark Fae aren't going to pay for this kind of stuff. And you... You know, magic can only go so far. You're not going to be able to wave your hands and suddenly a whole smorgasbord and a mansion appear. Right. Um, you know, you don't get brushy for for cheap. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. they they go to this party. Vex, uh, both thinks that Vex is supposed to be there. He is a no-show. What the hell? And, uh, you know, this is all part of Ebony's plan to just try to get her to relax and join the dark side. Join the winning team. Mm-hmm. Come on now. You know, they've been wanting her for a long, long time. She's trying to explain that large parts of her nature are pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, how how do you feel about this relationship? What is what is Ebony what does Ebony accomplish by keeping Bo in the fold? What is what is Ebony trying to do making her dark? I think that Ebony knows that there is some sort of prophecy or some sort of something that has to do with Bo that we need to establish and get to. But I think she knows that Bo is important. Bo is really strong. Mm-hmm. And they need her on the dark side because if Bo actually pledged herself to the light, it would be really, really difficult for the dark to do whatever they do. It's true. But, you know, Bo hasn't really helped out the dark in any kind of serious capacity since season one when she had her, like, crime boss kind of friend. Well, sometimes uh, somebody from the dark will come to Bo for help because right. she's unaligned. Um but I think I think Ebony wants, you know, like any dark leader, she wants more power. And I think that the only way to do that is to get the most powerful, you yeah. know, Fay out there, which happens to be our little Bo. Our little Bo Dennis. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, so ultimately, Bo discovers that their uh, Vex is nowhere to be found at this place. Mm-hmm. But instead, she's given an offer of this mission um, to get this scimitar. And go find, go find Vex. What, what, what was this woman's name that they're traveling around with? Pietra. Pietra. Yeah. Pietra, who's like this weird. She's a scavenger. And and she her she's written that way too. She's kind of like this sycophantic, like oh my god, she's fangirling basically. Yeah. I can't believe I'm here with the unaligned succubus and her human friend, and then, uh, but at the same time, I don't entirely trust her. Oh, not at all. Because of. As soon as she's around that corner, she's just stabbing this woman to death yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. So I have two theories on that. Please. Uh, either she, um, there's something else going on that we don't know about that we'll eventually get to. Some sort of, you know, whatever. Nefarious yes, something. Some sort of plan. Uh, or she was just so excited because she's the scavenger. She's the one who's always getting leftovers and, and, you know, the trash. 
she had this opportunity to kill someone. Yeah, that person was half dead already, but she was like, oh, I'm all alone and she I can kill someone. She was scavenging the murder. Yeah. Yeah, she's scavenging the murder off of a real murderer. Yeah. What the hey, Pietra? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and apparently Vex had made her an offer. Oh, I'll give you any unfinished kills. Yeah. You know, if you just, if you help me get this scimitar so I can get rid of the poison. But I'm sorry. This was a really convoluted story. Yes. He needs, they, they need to find him to find out how she became dark and whether or not he made her dark somehow. Mm-hmm. He needs the scimitar to cut off his arm, which is infected with a poison that keeps him within the colonies. Yes. By the Unamens, mm-hmm. uh, so that he can run away because they have killed all of the other Mesmers? I think the other Mesmers were killed off over time. Okay. Um, I think the reason they want to kill him is because of the whole... Uh, Imprisoning Ebony thing. Yeah, they're, they're trying to tie up loose ends. Yeah. And he is, as Ebony says, the last loose end. The last loose end. I feel I feel so bad for Vex. He, he keeps testing my patience, but like... The period where he was good, mm-hmm. I liked him a whole bunch. Yeah. He became instantly the best character on the show. I don't want him to die. I also don't want him to be evil. I really I really like this episode where we got to see a vulnerable side to him. Oh, absolutely. Where he was like, listen, I am the last one and I'm cutting off my own hand. I understand what I'm doing. This mm-hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. Well, mm. I, which just, he keeps saying he's the only one, which makes me wonder why he hasn't mated. Well... Because uh, you, he can't. I have no answers for you. Right. But yeah. it's just every time he says it, I go, you are a grown man. Maybe he's gay. But he can still try to make babies. I guess so. I'm just saying. It's just something that occurred to me that every time he said it, because he said it like three times in that one speech. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe the, it's their way of the, if they repeat it enough, we'll be shocked when there's another Mesmer. <laughs> Yes. Um, and he'll be sufficiently shocked as well. Good. Yes. Um, Good I, yeah. <laughs> I liked I liked having this vulnerable moment with him. Anything that humanizes a potential villain is always great. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see more of that with Ebony so that she's not the proverbial mustache twirling right. foil. Um, you know, I, I liked having her be at Vex's mercy because that was the first time in a long time that I felt like, oh, she has, you know, a little bit of depth to her, at least feelings. Right. Um, it just, it's, let's make her a more interesting villain. Come on already. Mm-hmm. Um, the Unamens are compelling because they're so emotionless and we don't know a ton about them. Right. And they somehow have more power than anyone else. Um, which, like, why would anything have more power than the leaders of these two sides? I think we will get to that. Fine, we'll get to it. Yeah. I'm just impatient. I like knowing the rules. And we got a little more history this week. We're going to get into it in a bit. Uh, we still have to talk about this party. We've got to talk about Kenzie. We've got to talk about Tamsin. Mm-hmm. got to talk about Lauren. But most importantly, i got to talk about iTunes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Uh, you knew it was coming. You know, I know there's some people who are immediately skipping through, seeing when they're, I'm done with this plug. But those of you who don't, you're the good people. You're the better people. Because you know that this is this is a two-way street. We produce free podcasts. Here at AfterBuzz TV, we put out over 60 hours of content a week, and it's all free. And you can watch it or listen to it on any of your amazing devices because we live in the future, and isn't that crazy? Yep. I would much rather have an iPhone than a house in the sky, personally. 
because uh, you can't fall off of an iPhone and die <laughs> unless you're standing on an iPhone on top of a house in the sky and you fall off of it and die because you, there's no reason that houses should be that high up. That's dumb, the Jetsons. Anyway, <laughs> go to iTunes, slap the show with a rating, give us a review. It's really, really important. It helps us out a whole bunch, and it, we deeply, deeply appreciate it. It just takes a second. It helps keep the show searchable. We want to be the number one Lost Girl show on the web, and we want to know how you feel about it. This is your forum, people. Let your voice be heard. Let us know how you feel about the quality of the show so that we can suitably treat you with the utmost care and the utmost respect, the Lost Girl fandom is rad, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to give them the, the show that they want. So that's 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 the piece. That's the piece. That was beautiful. Thank you, Yo. So I want you to tell me how you feel about Bruce and Kenzie. She says she's in love with Hale, but I kind of would rather see her with Bruce because I love watching her boss him around, and he's <laughs> massive. Yeah. He's massive. And I know there are a lot of girls who aren't necessarily interested in a guy who is massive, but I can see the appeal. I'm sitting right here, and I'm just like, dude is jacked. He is a goddamn train. And he could run that train wherever he wants. (laughs) But at the same time, would never hurt Kenzie because he has too much respect for her. Right. Personally, I think Bruce is... Is amazing. He's, I think he's very good looking, especially as a man. That was my Bruce. He's a gentle giant. He is a very gentle giant. I think I would love him more if he didn't lisp a little bit. I guess so. Yeah, he's not the he's not the greatest <laughs> actor. Um, oh, I feel so bad. What if he's listening to this? I love your character. Okay. I just, I not just feel dig like that hole. no, don't. I just feel like because I do love him. I think he's very. Attractive. He's a very interesting and fun character. I want to know his backstory. Yeah. I want to know what his... He's human? No. No, he's Faye. Yeah. What can he do? I don't know. I feel like he's like a step above under Faye. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. like maybe he's like one of those... Uh, maybe he's not... Maybe he is human, but he was born to like uh, a f- one Faye parent, one human parent. Maybe. So he knows about the world. Right. But, you know, can't really be a proper part of it. Yeah. He's got this master, and he's being punished. That's why he's a human sushi table. Right. Um, which, though, like, okay... Yeah, you're, you can clean his body, and you're eating sushi off his upper body, but there was also sushi on top of his pants. And I'm like, that's not sanitary. The man was wearing pants. And when you have these, like, naked sushi models, mm-hmm. they're naked for a reason. Okay? okay. Tamsin is reaching for a dragon roll, uh-huh. which we're led to believe is on top of his penis, his clothed Penis. Those weren't pants. It was kind of like a like a diapery. No, thing. they were like Aladdin pants. Yeah, they were. They had full legs. Did they? Yeah. All right. And there's sushi on top of these legs. Sushi on top of this clothed dog. Let's assume that 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 those pants were made of like tablecloth, and they were they were specifically for this. Fine. You would have preferred that he was naked. I also would have preferred that. Let's I would be have honest. preferred it because I would have loved to see the reactions on Kenzie's and Tamsin's faces. As he got off the table. Because that would have been hilarious. I agree. And it would have given them that much more to fight for when they're fighting for his freedom. (laughs) Ha ha. You see, you laugh now, but Tamsin emotionally is like 18 years old right now, or like 20 Mm -hmm. years old emotionally, and she is now his master. Right. 
You think she's not going to use that piece? I see what you're saying. Dragon roll. Got it. I got it. (laughs) Spicy, flavorful, with expensive ingredients. Okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) Kenzie will not let this punishment stand. Right. And he's being punished because he saved her. Yeah. So, she feels responsible. Right. It's her fault. And she can't be his master because she's not Faye. She's not Faye. She can't be a master. Mm -hmm. Duh. So, she turns to Tamsin, and uh, Tamsin's been... Itching to dance all day long. Right. So Tamsin uh, goes up to the DJ booth, grabs the mic, and is like, I'm just going to master him or whatever. And uh, everyone's like, ooh, everyone's all excited because what Bruce did not explain. Right. Uh, he said that there would be no negative consequences, but of course she has to have a fight to the death mm-hmm. uh, in order to master Bruce. Much like the proverbial Pokemon matches of old. When one finds a wild Pokemon, you must defeat it in order to master it. Ah. This is the truth. Thank you. You're welcome. So <laughs> so uh, his master steps out, and it's this very athletic-looking woman. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the uh, the harem pants. Also in harem pants. Mm-hmm. She probably dressed him. She is his master. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, what? how is... Again, I love this idea of... Tamsin, without her full adulthood, without without thousands of years of maturity, mm-hmm. with all the power that she that she had and more, because this is going to be her most powerful life, her last life. Right. Um, how she's going to treat Bruce now that he is essentially her subject. Right. Like that's weird to me and funny. And if he now has to live with all of them in their train wreck apartment. Right. What what is he going to eat? What is he going to dress? He's going to eat them out of house and home. And they, he says, I take up a lot of space. Yeah. They don't have room. They can't stuff him into one of their walls that are wide open. <laughs> you know? There's not room for him. Um, if I foresee... I foresee him standing on the second floor and falling through the floor at some point this season. That seems like the kind of gag that the show would do. I feel like y- you have taken this this character... And we've seen, we've met many characters that we like that were smaller characters. Right. And what ends up happening, they have so much potential. And then they go away. And then we never see them again. I know, but I have such high hopes. The show is evolving. It's It, it has never been better shot than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the characters were getting little bits and pieces of information. We got information this week about the world of the show mm-hmm. that we weren't directly asking for, but does help us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have high hopes for, you know, they're bringing this character back already. They're going to give him some more stuff to do. That's just me. All right. The source, the, the potential for comedy, sky high. Yeah. Big fan. Um, so, of course, when uh, she's asked to choose the form of combat, Tamsin is like, I just want to dance. Because <laughs> she's a kid. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. Uh, and I was just like, no. And then Ebony's like, dance off to the death. Because at first I was like, okay, so they're going to, like, dance fight. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to, music is going to come on and they'll just fight like normal. Right. No. Uh, Tamsin starts busting out some questionable moves she's dancing like a 12 year old yeah except for the one dance that i guess she and kenzie choreographed really quickly right um versus this other woman who for a hot second I'm, i was gonna be like okay she's Faye, so she's probably been around for like a, a couple hundred years or a thousand years or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like oh she's gonna bust out some beautiful ballet or something 
And then, no, she's just like... A breakdancer. Breakdancer, killing it. She probably invented breakdancing in the late 1600s, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, she's got serious moves. The crowd is loving it. Tamsin uses her power of doubt to make her break her own neck. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect that. I kept, I was watching and I was like, is it going to be one of those dance to the death where the person ends up Is like, it going to be one of those dances to the death? How <laughs> yes. many dances to the death have you ever seen? I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking of Buffy where they end up spinning in, in the, the musical episode. I haven't gotten that far. Oh, I'm disappointed. Um, well, spoiler alert. Okay, well. Uh, I believe someone dances themselves into circles and then like dies because they've circled and Damn. Yeah, that's how the demon would kill you. You dance your way right. to death. Okay. Which, so, yeah. like I said, in other dance to the death that I have Fine. Seen, in other dances to the death, but that was not a dance off to the death. No, it was just a dance to Fine. the death. And so that's what I expected. Thank you, Roya. Thanks, Roya. You're welcome. It's been a long time since I've seen that episode. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's what I expected. And I, and I was like, well, this will be boring. And then she, she snaps her neck. Yeah. Which, like, huge potential... For an, an, a nice emotional arc for Tamsin, realizing her power and the fact that she killed someone, mm-hmm. and maybe that bringing up some memories of people that she's killed in the past in other lives. And guilt. And- yeah. And also, I mean, I know it's a kill-or-be-killed situation, but I'm just like, Kenzie is way too calm about this. I, she's... I think if this was season one, she would have still been affected by it, but by now... It, people keep dying. Yeah, she's seen a lot of death. I yeah. mean, every guy she loves dies. That's true. Well, not Hale, not yet. Not yet. She's not sure that she loves him. Once she's sure, he'll die. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, other things from the party. I like that there was a human buffet. Um, I really, uh, I don't know why I expected Bo to feed and not tell the girl to leave. I because in the past, if it wasn't com- if it wasn't coming from Ebony, if it wasn't a gift from Ebony, she would have done it. But because these are this is how the Dark Fae treat humans, and she considers herself better better than the Dark Fae, mm-hmm. she sent them all home. Yeah. If it was just a person out in the wild, or someone who like worked for Ebony in her office, like her secretary, right? Uh, she would totally have you know had herself a nice little snack. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, after we clear away the dishes, who do we spy out in the yard? Ugh, Lauren. Beautiful. beautiful Lauren. Walking in, I'm like, is this a dream? Is this a vision? She's in this beautiful black dress. She seems happy, mm-hmm. well-fed, Yeah, you know, and um, tearful, not quite tearful reunion, uh, but very, very excited, of course. And, you know, it's the first time... All season, and and really, honestly, the first time since they got together that, like, I really saw, you know, excited passion that I absolutely believed Mm -hmm. from Bo. I don't know, I don't know why, but there's just something about their romance that just, like, and I know a lot of people love their romance, and, like, I want it to be as good as it has the potential to be. When I saw them together in the pilot, I'm like... This is the romance to watch. And then it just never quite popped off for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But when she saw her out in the garden and then, you know, how she reacted as soon as they were alone, I immediately, I got it again. And I'm like excited but scared about letting it play out and, you know, whether or not 
it works for me. How do you feel about it? Um, I think it was a really beautiful reunion. Yeah. I I disagree with you a lot on the, the passion that they have between them. I never saw that there was no passion. Yeah. Uh, so it seemed just as passionate. I really loved that they were like, we really should talk every two seconds they take a breath and then they go back to making out. Right. I think that is great because it's true. Like, yeah, we do need to talk, but we're so excited and, and happy to see each other that we can't keep our hands off each other. And to me, that is their their real passion. Yeah. It's true. And, like, I am I was excited to see it mm-hmm. and excited to see it play out. I mean, I've had I've had fans ask me about this position that I have and that, you know, like, because in the first episode I talked about being, you know, pro-Dyson and whatever. I'm, I'm still pro-Dyson. Yeah. It was oh, you're still pro-Dyson. Oh, yeah. You just appreciate this romance as much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not that, like, I don't appreciate, you know, what they're trying to do or either character. I like both of the characters mm-hmm. and I like seeing them together. There's just, like, I can't quite put my finger on why it just doesn't i can't, why i'm not rooting for them as hard well i feel like maybe this was this seemed so much more passionate cuz the yes. last the last woman we saw lauren with was crystal that's true and that was so disappointing and weird i know it was so gross yeah. but what what i do love about this and like maybe this is it is they needed that time apart and that longing mm-hmm. to really kickstart the relationship back into high gear, show how attracted they are to each other, how much, you know, how much they mean to each other. And then as Lauren starts to op- open up about her past, can Bo handle it? And she should be able to handle it considering what happened to her. Yeah. You know, I was, I, I'd forgotten that Bo still has no idea who Karen is. Right. And, you know, Lauren's like, yeah, we, we should talk about that. I want to talk about that. But, you know, you're taking off my dress and I can't quite talk about it. Not right. yet. But leave those mini quiches. We're going to need them in a second. That was a great scene. Mm-hmm. I, I also love that when he left the waiter, he <clears throat> left the door open. He left the door open and then he snuck another quick peek and then he and then yeah. he walked off. But the door was open so other people could at any point come on in. Like Ebony. Yes. Yes. Uh, who let Bo know that Vex is not on the premises and got her on her little scimitar kick. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lauren wants to stay with the Dark Fae. Yeah. Yeah. She made some really excellent points. Mm-hmm. That up until this point, she has been uh, in the Fae world as a slave, basically. Um, and that the Dark Fae, yeah, they're doing dark things, but she's free to do what she wants. What what more could she ask for? Yeah, she's free to do what she wants. She's free to come and go as she pleases. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And it, it even further calls into question the whole light-dark split because the light fae have committed just as many atrocities as the dark fae. Mm-hmm. They claim to be better. They claim to be pure. But they're just honestly just less public about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're less uh, vicious, I guess. That's true. They care a little bit more. Yeah, they care a little bit more, but they're still going to treat you like cattle. Right. Yeah, um, which is not cool. No, the dark is at least going to be like, you are cattle. You are cattle. Yeah. Yeah, and which is like, and hey, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, New York versus L.A. In New York, if they love you, they'll tell you that they love you, and if they hate you, they'll tell you that you suck. And if you're in L.A., if you tell if you, they love you, they'll tell you that they love you. But if they hate you, they'll tell you that they love you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is and, a great example. Yeah, and I would I would rather have someone be honest with me mm-hmm. and be like, "No, you're my food. 
you're my food. You know, I'm not going to brutally kill you, but you will die. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have that than someone be like, oh, no, you're you're free to go. And then as soon as my back is turned, snap my neck right. and hide my body. I'd rather have my body be found so my at least my family knows that I'm dead <laughs> and not like missing. Or, to, like I ran away. Way to make this super gruesome. I try my best. You do great. Thank you. Um, so I want to talk about this Unamens Council meeting with uh, Fitzpatrick McCorrigan, mm-hmm. uh, as we know him, Trick, Trick. our beautiful blood king, mm-hmm. uh, who needs to get his story straight. He's been summoned for this personal inquisition, the story of his life. <laughs> uh, now, I, it wasn't entirely clear to me. They know that he is the blood king, right? I believe they know that he is the blood king. I believe they were saying, like, are you going to admit it? Yeah. Are you going to tell us? Because we are fully aware Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone has said it. No one has said it. They're not going to force him to become a member of the Unamens, but the pressure is on mm-hmm. at least once they find a new Ash. Because right. he's the only one who can fill the seat right now. Um, and the most interesting bit of information in this whole sequence mm-hmm. is when she asks him, how is it that you came to be in the colonies? Which is the first mention ever that there are other fey countries perhaps Mm -hmm. and that city is not the only place in the fey world right but at the same time why is the only form of royalty in the fey world in the colonies and not in the motherland wherever that is uh i think um let's let's think of it as as an american history Okay, Which, X. Sure. Uh, X, X. Yes. Um, so, the are, are we the motherland, let's say, for Americans, not Native Americans, the rest of the Americans, uh-huh. is Europe. Right. But we came and made the colonies. No, they made the colonies. They made the colonies and then we became, we, you know threw off the shackles of their oppression, yada, 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 right. and turned it into a country. See, what you're saying is they, the Fey community migrated from the from uh, wherever they were from. Motherland. From the motherland, sure. Yeah. And then found the colonies to be a more suitable home for their governing state. Yes. And so, but that's the thing. We never see the Ash or the Morrigan govern anyone outside of the country. I mean, people do leave the show all the time. Right. So maybe they're going to these other fey countries. I don't know. But the fact that we have confirmation that there is a larger world out there um, makes me excited and also nervous because I want them to explore. I I want to know everything. I want to know everything. It is maddening to me that we still don't know that it, it took four seasons to find out that this isn't the only city on planet Earth. <laughs> we still don't know what it's called. We also don't know what planet they're on. Yeah. There is no guarantee that they're on There's Earth. no guarantee that they're even on a planet. There's, this, whole, this whole show could be taking place inside of a book. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And I just want to know the rules already. I really hope in the end it's revealed that it is not a planet and that they are not on Earth. What do you at home think? Let us know. Shoot us a shoot us a tweet. Give us a review on the iTunes, on the YouTube. Let us know what your what your thought process is. And does it even matter to you? Am I crazy? Yes. I mean I am. <laughs> 
but am I crazy about this? Yeah. Or is it justified? I'm an, I'm very new to the Lost Girl fandom. I caught up on everything on the first three seasons before doing this show. I haven't been watching it since the beginning. There are people who are far more passionate about it, who you know have more insight into why it works so well. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to hear what they have to say about it because you know maybe it's just maybe I, I don't watch enough Canadian TV. I'm used to getting information, a certain amount of information at a certain speed. Mm-hmm. And this show is far more interested in having fun and playing with its characters and playing with their relationships, which I want to see that too. I want to see all of that. That's a perfectly valid way to run a show. But I want to know exactly what's going on so that I can just let that all wash over me and have a great time. See, I, I am different. I really do enjoy that we don't know a lot of things. I don't enjoy not knowing what city we're in. Right. Um, and I think we can assume that they're on Earth because at one point I think there was a discussion about driving to Napa at some point. Okay. So I think we can assume they're on our planet. Fine. All right. Um, but I don't I don't really care at okay. this point. Okay. Um, but But I see why you would. I see that there are rules that we don't know and understand and we don't know where the people are and why it is that – this is the place where these people govern. Right. Or like how the light dark designation came about. You know, we find out that the Unamens was, uh, you know, formed towards the end of the rebellion, towards the end of this war. The Great Fae Rebellion. The Great Fae Rebellion. The one uh, that the Blood King himself, instead of becoming a member of the Unamens, became corrupt and then eventually signed into law what became the peace mm-hmm. using his own blood. Yes. So rather than relinquishing his control and becoming a part of this governing body, which could almost be like the god over, like, so, so they don't pray to the Unamens, but the Unamens is basically that omniscient force that takes over and keeps peace mm-hmm. when it can't be kept. Yes. And rather than become the final, most important piece of that council, he tried to hold on to his reign and his power just a little bit longer, and it completely backfired. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think what was really interesting was that he explained how they had uh, sacrificed their powers, their ambitions, their egos, and they have relinquished their own souls so that they form one soul. Mm-hmm. And that is such an interesting concept. And that's why they're so, you know... Um, Tilda Swinton-esque. Tilda, Tilda Swinton-esque? Yeah. I hope that Swinton-esque becomes more of a thing in pop culture. Yes. Um, but it's true. Uh, the fact that they, you know, only, they share a soul, they only have little pieces of it, mm-hmm. explains their coldness. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I'm very, very curious to see where this season goes. Like, if he's, if they're not trying to get him to become part of the Unimens, or I assume that's going to happen closer to the finale, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, let's go into predictions because we got a lot to talk about. So we've got Trick potentially becoming a member of the Unimens. We have Vex now missing a hand, mm-hmm. helping to find Rainer. Yeah, whoever that is, is that the Wanderer's name? Who, what? What? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Um, What's I, going on in Yell's head? I believe I believe that Rainer is the Wanderer. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they are one and the same because she was with the Wanderer, and Rainer is the person who signed her into yeah. that. I think makes sense. 
Um, I think we will eventually, hopefully this season, meet Rainer slash The Wanderer. Um, I think that, of course, Vex, who repeatedly said he is the last Mesmer, we will eventually get to meet another Mesmer. I would like to think so. Um, And I think that uh, at the end we saw that Trick's seed was missing. Yes. And I think that that will play a huge role. I feel like... Who took it? Ebony. Ebony took it? Yes. Damn. I don't want to see that happen. Random guess. Random guess? Ebony took it. I like that guess. And I think we're going to see more of the scavenger Pietra. Okay. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with her. She could also be another one of those very colorful characters Mm -hmm. who completely disappears. I want some more Tamsin and Bruce funnies, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna sound off about that till I get it. Yeah, good, you should. Okay, I like Bruce. done deal. All right, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. Yeah. Um, I want to thank all the fans out there for downloading, streaming this podcast. We do it for you. We're happy to do it. Yell Teagle. Where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L dot TV. And on Twitter and Instagram at yelltegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And right here at AfterBuzz uh, for Sherlock and Grimm and Arrow and the Tomorrow People and Intelligence and House of Lies. Oh, man, you're really, you're scooping up all the shows. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, damn, okay. It's I'm a battle to, to the I know, a whole bunch death. of mine just went off here, so I got I to gotta pick up some slack. Um, all right, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on, yes, we're uh, Sherlock. We finished season three, but now the show is so much fun mm-hmm. that we're going back to the start, starting tonight, and we're recapping seasons one and two. A nice look back, a walk down memory lane. Please join us for that. Also doing Almost Human, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all season long. Got Helix uh, on Sci-Fi, which you haven't watched it watch it it got great this week uh banshee on cinemax uh just spoke to the showrunner uh showrunner and the creator on the show uh great great podcast for a great great show check it out and uh cougar town justified more to come more to be announced i'm i've been talking way too long so i'm gonna say goodbye (laughs) yeah from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.